Hey guys, it's Taylor Marie Wagner, and you're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Get ready for a good time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. All right, and uh, well, we have uh, we have an interesting uh, week, and we've had an interesting couple weeks. Uh, I think we're getting our name on the map here, Troy, so uh, how's yeah. it going? <laughs> it's going well. It's going well. Hope you're doing well. Um Yeah. Yeah, we're making some some headway here, and we're um, our listenership has has really gone up. Um, it has, and uh, you know, we can thank a couple of our past guests for that. You know, um, you know, Michelle Michelle Gooden this week with uh, <laughs> the the Peggy Reaver story. We have um, today's interview coming up with Tim McMaster, and uh, appreciate his time and and uh, reaching out to us to to join the show. Mm-hmm. And before that, even you know, we had a little bit of a. Uh, a little bit of traction gained with the blue eyed six with uh Dan yeah. so and, and quite, a little know, run of, quite a little good run of shows we had here lately oh, so without a doubt and uh i don't know about you troy but i i get such a kick out of when we interview people and and they kind of uh before they leave they talk about oh man this has been a fun interview this is a lot of you know we really i enjoyed doing this with you guys and uh i don't know it's just really a cool feeling when when they can walk away knowing that they had a lot of fun with uh, our interview. Yeah. Yeah. I agree too. And, and, and it's not like, and, and it's not like we're hearing that from people that don't get interviewed very often. We're hearing this right. from people that, um, you know, have been interviewed plenty of times, you know, whether it be the, the girls of wildfire on radio stations mm-hmm. and stuff like that, or whether it be somebody like Tim McMaster, who's, you know, running for uh, the 48th district of the Senate in Pennsylvania here. And I'm sure he's getting, interviewed by all kinds of newspapers and local media outlets so yeah yeah exactly and and when when folks are done listening to this interview by the way i would really love to hear if this interview changed their thought process when it came to who they're going to vote for yeah i would hope so i would yeah. hope it i would hope i don't i'm not necessarily saying that that i wanted to change their vote or but i want them to give us a fair thought and um right not just not just think that there's only two choices ever because I think that's the rut that we're getting stuck in here. You're yes. a Republican or you're a Democrat and you got it. You got to vote for your party. You got to stay party true. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we're getting to a point here where, and I, and I, and I think, I think this kind of all started with, um, why can't I think of his name right now? Ross Perot. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's, yeah. and it's, and it kind point. of died there for, it kind of died there for a little bit, but it's grown back since then and mm-hmm. 
you don't have to be Republican or Democrat. There's nowhere in the Constitution did it ever say that there's only two parties and you have to choose one of those two. Yeah. And I just I wish we would get to the point where let's have four or five legitimate candidates for president. Right. You know? And, and let's be honest. I mean, you know? do we really truly think Donald Trump was a Republican? No. <laughs> no, no, no. And as Timmy, you know, Timmy even said that. You know, he was a Republican. He was a Democrat. He was a Republican. He was a Democrat. He was a Republican. He just kept jumping back and forth. And to be mm-hmm. honest, I could have very easily seen him run as a Democrat uh, for president too, if if he didn't want to oppose Hillary. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Yeah. So the, yeah. So um, I agree with you. I mean, it's just we need to just stop this party stuff because i think people are getting to the point where they're getting brainwashed where i have to agree with this person simply because they're democrat or republican right you know and that is when when your mind is going in that direction i think that's when it's time to hang it up uh and you know and i'm going to be honest with you and i'll throw it out there but i'm actually a registered democrat and uh and I'll tell you what, the, the Democrats in the past uh, several years have really sickened me. And I'm not mm-hmm. one who goes to the polls to vote straight Democrat. I go to the polls and I vote for who I think is going to better my advancement in life. Um, and then the, then after that, I start thinking, OK, how are they going to make, you know, things around me, not only, you know, my life, but my community my state, mm-hmm. my country, you know, how are they going to make all that better? And, uh, and then I, then I cast my vote based on all that. So I didn't, I haven't voted Democrat. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I think I voted for Obama. Yeah. I voted for Obama, his first election. Mm-hmm. Then when he didn't follow through with all his promises, I was like, you know what, screw that. I'm not voting for him anymore. And then I voted, um, you know, then I voted the other way, the next election. And then I voted Donald Trump the the past two elections, you know, so it's, it, you know, I just want people who are really looking out for our best interest and not their pocket, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and we see that here in Pennsylvania. I mean, think about um, Rendell. Think about Wolf. Uh, I mean, what have they done for us? Yeah. You know, I, I, you know I, I have yet to find out. <laughs> yeah, um. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I mean, I, I can tell you, uh, Ed Rendell, right before he left office, you know, he padded his uh, pension. You know, yeah. uh, he made it to where he was never going to have to work again. He had to make sure he was uh, on all the Philly sports shows, though. Oh, uh, of course. Of course. Comcast <laughs> loved him. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my whole thinking here is, I mean, as I said with, you know, Tim, and you'll hear this in the interview and stuff like that. Like, I just think a lot of libertarian views are are mm-hmm. very, I don't know if I want to use progressive, maybe. Um, you know, they're just, it's almost to the point where it's not progressive. It's actually the way. I think a lot of how the constitution was formed as far right. as, you know, let the people make the decisions. Less government is the best government. Ah. And that's, it's a great quote. It is. And, and it's, it's just so true though. Like we don't need government for every stinking decision we make. Like we right. really don't. Um, well, but you know what though, there are people out there that really truly feely, you know, feel like they do. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't, I don't understand that. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing it on our, our Facebook. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
where where they're like, you know what? No, the government needs to control our driver's license. The government needs to control our guns. Uh, the government needs to control this and that. And uh, and it's like, you know what? If you're in that line of sight where you need everybody to control every move you make, you might be in the wrong country. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I don't know. I mean, let's... um. Let's hear what Tim has to say about all this. We'll get into all these issues. We'll get into a little bit of his background. I mean, the guy was a, a pro wrestler. He was a drummer <laughs> in a heavy metal band. I mean, yeah. he's now he's a pig farmer in, you know, in York County. and A goat farmer. A goat farmer. I'm sorry. You're right. A goat farmer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, though. This guy is just such a, a normal, everyday guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just trying to do what he can to make a living, have fun, you know, live in his life. And... He, you know, all of a sudden he got to the point where, you know, he's like, I just can't take this anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I got it. Like I'm, yeah, I'm doing what I can to help by voting and by donating and stuff like that. But I feel like I got to do more and he, and he got a calling and let's hear about it. Yeah, most definitely. So, so with that being said, let's, uh, let's turn it over to Tim and uh, let's have a good chat with him. And uh, I'll let you folks uh, cast your opinions on uh, this interview. So here's Tim. Enjoy. All right, and uh, welcome uh, to uh, another interview here. And this time we have a uh, representative or someone vying for the 48th District uh, Pennsylvania Senate House seat. And uh, we're talking with uh, Tim McMaster. Hey, uh, how's it going, Tim? Doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, not a hey, problem. Good to see you, Tim. Really appreciate your your team looking, uh, looking reaching out to us. It was really awesome to get that email. And... Uh, you know, I, I have some ties to Libertarian as we were talking a little bit before we were recording. So it really meant a lot to me to have you come on here and kind of get a better understanding of some of the, the party's views. Yeah, absolutely. It's one thing that, that we've tried really, really exceptionally hard to do in this campaign is get out and actually talk to people. There's there's other folks that are in this campaign who um, seem to be hiding from people. And we don't, mm -hmm. don't want to be that. We want to be the exact opposite, because I think yeah. libertarianism and the ideas that, that we kind of preach or that we expound, they're really common sense solutions. And if you get out and just talk to people like human beings, I think most people will find that they are a lot more libertarian than I think they mm -hmm. initially believe. Yeah, I agree. I, I've always been one to, for lack of a better word, hate the way the two-party system is run right now. Mm -hmm. And if it means we need to get more parties involved or just eliminate parties altogether, I mean, that would even be an option for me. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the bickering back and forth between the Republicans and Democrats has really gotten to the point where it's, you're not getting anywhere. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same cycles every couple of years. And we need some fresh faces in there, you know? You know we really do. And I, you, you had mentioned earlier before we started recording that, that I was a pro wrestler. And yes, yes, I was a pro wrestler. <laughs> however much you guys want. Um, but out in, in the ring, the guys hate each other. And they right. want to beat the heck out of each other. And I'll kick your butt from here to high water. Yeah. But as soon as you get into the back, you know, they're they're sitting together, they're playing cards together, they're drinking beers together. And I think that is that is the perfect analogy for the two party system right now in Harrisburg, in Washington, in America in general. Yeah, um, that's interesting. At the end of the day, it's the Republicrats and the Democans. Um, <laughs> you know, the, I used to say that the only real difference between them was what they did with your money after they stole it. Interesting. I, I 
that reminds me of uh, Jesse Ventura used to always call him the uh, the rebel the what was it the rebloodlicans like the bloods and the, yeah. the, the, the democrats yeah. <laughs> <laughs> republicrats and the democrats yeah. yeah as a former pro wrestler and a lifelong fan when Jesse Ventura got elected in Minnesota that was yeah. And that was like Christmas Day. Oh, I bet <laughs> yeah. it was. I bet it was. And speaking of being a pro wrestler, where did you wrestle? So I wrestled uh, predominantly here on the East Coast, um, from York to Hagerstown, Baltimore, Reading, Philadelphia, Allentown, um, Lock Haven, and all the the small little towns in between. Any place that had basically a, a bar where they could put a, a <laughs> and like fifty chairs around it to high school or an armory. So, yep, lots of armories. <laughs> did, did you did you happen to wrestle with uh, Dylan Freimeyer's promotion? Um, uh, what was it? I think it was called CCW or No, no, I am C- I am much older than that. Okay. I, uh, like, my, do you know like Rob Noxious in them? I do. I do know Rob very well. Okay. Because okay. I was at a couple. Of, I was at a couple shows actually. with him. Yeah, one of my very best friends, uh, Corey Cross, actually works with Rob all the gotcha. time. Train helps train the newer guys up at uh, Fort Noxious. Yep. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Uh, my wife was running a fundraiser up there and, and Dylan and Rob were nice enough to invite us and got all the patrons there to, uh, to help donate to her cause and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, you know, like he's like, he is kind of the epitome of like the wrestler out front and like just the big fuzzy cuddly teddy bear. That's exactly the impression I got. Yep. He really, and he probably, he probably wants to kick my ass for even saying that. <laughs> oh, uh, I see a rematch in the future. He's going to cut a promo on you next. <laughs> I've been known to drop a few promos here and there. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Isn't that interesting? Because, and we could, we could tie pro wrestling into this very much so because uh, our former president is now in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, and he, I would say a lot of how... He was in the What's hall. Of, he was in the WWE Hall of Fame first. Okay, correct. But my point in this was, um, like a lot of his speeches and a lot of things he would say, they had a very strong wrestling promo to it. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, I, I, I said early on in the campaign, I, it sounded like because he worked a program with Vince McMahon, like a right. shape my head yep. program for yep. a while. I just. I'm listening to some of his early speeches, like during the during the primaries and real early in the campaign. I'm like, those sound like the promos Vince McMahon gave. Yeah, talking about the whole like, hmm, is that gimmick infringement? <laughs> and you know what? Speaking of, and speaking of like uh, Donald Trump, but think about how how he ran his campaign. It worked really well, obviously, in the uh, first. Um, process, you know, the first election, but the second election, it almost seemed like people used the way he talked against him as opposed to how it was working for him. You know, um, how, how do you see that in regards to um, your campaigning and your talking it up and so forth? I, I mean, it, it's definitely very easy for people to use what I say against me because um, mm-hmm. I just, I just let it fly. Um, I, I don't have any kind of filter necessarily. Um, I won't. Uh, I won't use a whole lot of the, the big nasty words when we're speaking in public. But um, you know, when I speak, I, I speak from the heart. I say what I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean what I say. I say what I mean. Um, always try to be as, as honest as I absolutely can. And I think it it would be probably pretty easy for someone to turn that on its head mm-hmm. and clip out a sentence here or mm-hmm. drop a word there and make it sound like I'm just the worst human being possible. But um, <laughs> You know, I, I, I raise goats. 
I have two teenage kids. I used to be a, I used to be a pro wrestler. I mean, I've got pretty good skin, <laughs> so I, I just own it, right? Just own it. Yeah, just bring it on. And, and, and being so, genuine and and doing that, I and like you know, we we're trying to send to Donald Trump here a little bit now, and I think that's what got elected the first time. I really do. I think it was just it was it was so pure and so. Um, I don't know, like exhilarating just to see somebody be up there and be themselves. And it didn't you know, matter what they said. Or completely opposite of what Hillary was. True. I mean, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of, I think, a lot of reasons. There was a confluence of reasons why Trump got elected. Um, Hillary just being an absolutely horrible candidate definitely mm-hmm. helped. Um, the fact that he was, in effect, an outsider, that yep. helped. Um, he, he was he was definitely very, um, he was a lot more plain spoken than your average career politician, which Initially, I really liked. I, I mean, I really, I wasn't going to support him because he was a Republican. Mm-hmm. He used to be a Democrat. He used to be a Republican. He was a Democrat. And, <laughs> Good and, point. <laughs> um, so I was not going to support him for that. But I, at the same time, I did have some, some begrudging respect for him. I was just like, you know, here's sure. a guy a, in the WWE Hall of Fame. So that's that's a big plus for me. Um, but at the same time, you know, he, he's not. He he wasn't playing the, the the game the politics right game. oh my just my distinguished opponent here he was you know he's just like you know this b-i-t-c-h over here yeah. um, and i think that resonated with a lot of people because i would say that the vast majority of people are not political apparatchiks right they're yeah. not people that, that sit around and talk politics and think politics um and and talk about policy and and procedure and this and that they're 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 hard-working people who just they they hear a soundbite here or they read a news article here and they just they just want somebody to be honest with them. Yeah, yeah 100% agree. I think a lot of times really, people are just talking really over their heads. Like, yeah, they really felt like like Donald Trump was talking to them. And um, wouldn't it be it fair to say crazy. that he kind of opened that door or paved the way for folks like you who are also very um opinionated uh and open-minded and very genuine with everything you say? I mean, it kind of yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I won't, you know, I won't deny it. Like, it definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely, I don't want to say that it necessarily inspired me. Right. But it kind of made me feel like, you know, hey, here's a guy who can be like all in on pro wrestling or <laughs> you know, can have like terrible hair or you know, doesn't use like the big 50 cent words and just talks to people. Mm-hmm. Can get it done, can make it happen, can make enough of a difference in enough people's lives to, to make things better and i think honestly i think in the first two years of his presidency a lot of the things that trump did did marginally make things better for a large percentage of people i mean i'm not i'm not gonna deny that i mean he did do some good things mm-hmm. he did some absolutely horrible things red flag laws and bump yeah. stock bans, passing more um gun regulations than even obama did um you know, so there was definitely there's definitely negatives, but I'm not I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, he did do some positive things, and I think Obama did some positive things too. Sure. Yeah. And speaking you know, of I, uh, speaking of gun regulations, uh, a listener actually uh, messaged me and asked me to ask you this, and uh, they want to know what is your stance with guns. I refer to myself as a Second Amendment absolutist. I believe that um, the 27 words in the Second Amendment are extremely clear. Um, Shall not be infringed being chief among them. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe that any any product that you can own, if you choose to, you should own, so long as you don't violate the rights of another person. Sure. Mm -hmm. 
Personally, I would love to own um, an Apache helicopter. <laughs> places to park it. Um, I just don't know that I could afford the gas on it, but I would love to have one. Yeah. Um, I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't use it to like bomb a neighboring town or anything. It would just be cool to like fly around in one. Uh, uh, but I, I can't because that's a, you know, that's a military weapon. So I can't. And, so. and, I, and I see on your website here, you even have some of them stances listed here. And one of them is um, that, you, you would even be as far as opening, uh, being able to just open carry wherever you want to. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, constitutional carry. I think right now there's either 18 or 20 states where it's actually passed. Yeah, there's Texas a, being the main, the known yeah. one, I guess you can say. Yeah, right? but, I mean, there's there's some other ones that you wouldn't think that there were and are not all in the, the quote unquote Bible Belt mm -hmm. either. Um, you know, Chris Dush, who's from the 25th district. I don't have my notes in front of me, so I'm just... No problem. That's okay. 25th district, I believe, who's a Republican, so I will I will work with Republicans, um, is advancing uh, SB 565 to make Pennsylvania a constitutional carry state. So I definitely I have no problem supporting him, supporting that in, in that action, because I, I really think that an armed society is a polite society, but at the same time, the government shouldn't and doesn't have the moral, legal, or ethical authority to tell me, you, or anyone what or how they can defend themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, do you, do you take that as far as um, like mental illnesses and stuff like that? Where, where do you stand on that? Well, mental, mental illnesses are kind of a gray area with sure. that because I, I think it is, there's so many people now that are being diagnosed with um, a medical illness. I mean, I saw at one point a few years ago, they were diagnosing people who wanted to eat healthy and didn't eat fast food as having a, a mental illness. Mm -hmm. you know so i think that's a that's a slippery slope when you start when you start going down that that line of, of just a broad mental yeah health. and and don't forget and and actually mental health is uh is sort of my specialty that's kind of the field i work in uh personally and uh you know when we look at the overall picture one out of every four of us has a mental health diagnosis so could you imagine one out of four, every four of us would not be allowed to own any firearms. And right. uh, yeah, and keep in mind, you know, folks that have a diagnosis, you know, uh, substance use is considered under the mental health umbrella. So, I mean, that that would eliminate a ton of people from being allowed to own guns. So I agree with you, Tim, you know, you want to kind of break it down individually, you know, wh what can they handle, what they can't handle, and how would them owning a gun be more hurtful than helpful uh, to society, I guess. Right. And I, and I always, I always default back to the, to the stance of have they violated anyone's rights? Mm -hmm. Exactly. If someone does have a, a mental health diagnosis for whatever, whatever it is, they're, mm -hmm. they're in treatment or they're seeing a therapist, whatever, you know, whatever the prescribed treatment for that is for that diagnosed illness, if they're taking care of that, that shows me that they're responsible enough to know either a, hmm. yes, I need to have a gun. I want to have a gun to protect myself or conversely B um, I don't know if I trust myself with this firearm. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get a firearm. And sure. I'm going to have like, right. you know, for instance, like maybe a, like a, a small knife or um, the, the little mace packs that, that people have <laughs> something that's, that's a less lethal sort of means of defending themselves and that's you know that's where i go is is it always is how can can someone defend themselves best and i think so, i'm sorry go ahead no go ahead finish your thought 
But no, I was just gonna say, I, I like I always default to to what what people will, will want to do to extend their rights to protect themselves, and I don't think the government necessarily has any any position to say you can't defend yourself because X Y Z. Mm-hmm. So, so do you still think there should be background checks, though? Well, there already are. I mean, there's... right, right. I know, but I'm saying, do you still think they should be in place? Um, again, slippery slope. <laughs> we, already, we already have them, and I think that they are required to know if somebody has committed a crime that would disqualify them from from owning a firearm. I think that would be the main thing to be right. looking into Murder, for sure. You know, right. child abuse, but you know, like. Um, burglary with um aggravated burglary with a weapon right very very narrow very defined Mm -hmm. set of disqualifying factors right i agree but the problem is once you have background checks is now you have a database yes and i don't trust the government having a database of all these people who have guns or have any any reason for the government to want to keep tabs on them yeah so so tim how does a, a goat farmer slash pro ex-wrestler uh decide to want to uh run for pennsylvania senate and uh and and i and obviously i can tell you're passionate uh not only just about the area you live in but also america in general uh but how can like how what what mindset do you have where you're like you know what i think i'm gonna run for office well, you, you also miss touring heavy metal drummer. <laughs> <laughs> I did forget that. You're right. I apologize. Touch on that too, if you like. Um, yeah. And I'm but, sorry, what uh, heavy metal band was that again? Um, oh, God. Um, <laughs> it started in high school. It's called Distorted Entity. And then the most recent one, and I say recent because it was my son is turning 16 this year. And it was while well, my wife was pregnant with him was, was when I retired. So that's uh, not okay. that recent. Um, that was Contention League. And we played um, anywhere from New York to Baltimore, wow, Philly, in that in that stretch. Um, and before that, it was uh, Dead to Me. That was a Lancaster-based band. Okay. Well, they were Lancaster-based. I still live in New York. <laughs> so, sure. <laughs> um, so how did I how did I decide to run? For yeah. This? Initially, um, in January. Well, take it back a little farther than that. When I met Spike Cohen during the signature drives to get Joe and Spike in the Libertarian Party on the ballot for 2020. So this would have been, oh God, uh, March, April timeframe last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Spike said something and it wasn't even to me. It was just to one of the local reporters that was was talking to him about being in the area. And what he said was something along the lines of, we need, or we need libertarians to get involved locally at their local level and get elected so that we have more elected libertarians so more people see elected libertarians and see that they are doing good things mm-hmm. so that we're not just a party that shows up every four years with a, a presidential candidate and says hey vote for us we're not them that we have to actually do something in the off years right now fast forward to january of this year and i get a bug up my bonnet to run for uh township supervisor in my local township here which is you know, maybe seven eight thousand people tops okay. you know small mm-hmm. rural um, it's real clicky, we'll say, um, and I'd be replacing who the the kind of the queen bee of mm-hmm. the click. So I was I was kind of looking forward to that. I was like, yeah, this would be like a knockdown drag out kind of <laughs> kind of deal. I'm like, yeah, we'll get elected here, and you know, it's like it's like twelve hundred dollars 
a year is the salary and I could donate that to like the SPCA or something. And I got to do some, some good with this actual work. Um, and then our Senator, Mr. David Arnold passed away. Yes. Mm-hmm. To, uh, brain cancer, unfortunately. And because I had already had the campaign kind of up and running, we had a, I had a manager and we had a treasurer and we had bank accounts and we had all the FEC, all that stuff kind of in the pipeline and, and on the table working um, some folks from the from the York party said, you know, we're a minor party now. We don't need to get signatures to get you on the ballot for this special election. You've already got this campaign kind of in place. What do you think about, uh, you know, taking a shot at the title here to use a wrestling parlance? Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> it, it, took, um, it took a little bit of convincing, not not for me, for my wife, for her to let me do it. Like she was okay. He was on board with the township supervisor run. It was like, you know, one Tuesday night a month and then, you know, maybe like a weekend here or there through the course of the year. So she was totally on board with that. But when it came to, to state senators, it took a little bit more convincing of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I basically, I, I, what I told her was we have teenage boys and we've always, we've always taught them to try and be the absolute best person that they can be. And mm-hmm. if they see something that's wrong if they see an injustice to try like hell to fix it mm-hmm. and I, i've been preaching this to them since they were you know in diapers because it's something i've always believed I, you know i was a boy scout before i was a, a drummer and a wrestler and all this um so it was something that i always you know i always believed and i always tried to do in my in my everyday life mm-hmm. so when this came up i you know i told her i said this is this is my chance to say to my boys hey here's something that i can do to make a difference and I'm, I'm going to try like hell to do it. So it's really, really really doing it for my kids. Yeah. That it's possible, you know, for just some, some goofball that raises goats and used to be a wrestler and played drums to actually get into the system and make a difference and keep my soul. Mm -hmm. Because one of this ever, I'm sorry. Did this ever cross your mind before? last year or two years ago i I hated politicians yeah (laughs) i I mean i I was involved in in uh in the libertarian party locally here in uh in york county um so i was involved in a party i always i always voted libertarian i always donated to libertarians um so i was always involved in it and that was i was kind of content with that like that was my lot in life was okay i'm going to raise you know these these integrity-based animals um i'm going to donate to the party i'm going to speak out i'm going to put the signs in my lawn and Mm -hmm. that's um, but now it's 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 a little different now. It's like here is a legitimate chance to get in and do something amazing. Yeah. Even if it's just for 18 months to fill out this term. And at the end of 18 months, people are like, that guy is crazy. He talks too much truth. He wants to cut everybody's taxes. He wants to he wants to make the legislature take a 50% pay cut, including himself. He's crazy. Get him out of there. Um, <laughs> even if it's just for that 18 months, it would show my boys especially, but the rest of my family, Pennsylvania, hell, maybe even America, that it's, mm-hmm. if you're passionate about something and you are willing to keep your word and to, to maintain your morals and your ethics, that you can do something to make a change and be a positive for the world. Right. Do you ever worry, is it going to be hard to continue my farm, my family life? all that kind of stuff yeah, and, and yeah, still was, give my the, full attention to the Senate seat. Yeah, that was, that was the biggest um, kind of the biggest sticking point that I had with uh, my lovely wife 
was because she's um she's a truck driver mm-hmm. okay uh, so she's she works a lot of long hours she's away from the farmer line um so it would be a, it would be a lot more to her to kind of take care of like some of the stuff here um but one of the other things that i'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do is is turn pennsylvania into a part-time legislature so it'd really just be a part-time job and i guess right well yeah. and, and you touch on something awesome there because i've always been under the impression since i've learned anything about government was a, a, a government position was never meant to be a full-time position no, no it, it was never meant to be a job it was never meant to be a career no like no, and, and that's exactly what you're saying here and i love that you're saying that because it, it's so true i mean yeah, I look these at guys, like, like go ahead. you know, he, he came in and, and he was, yes, he was a great general and they wanted to make him king. And he said, no, I'm a farmer. Right. right. Two terms. Um, they wanted to, to make him president for life. He's like, no, no, eight years is good. I'm going to, I'm going to piss off back to my farm and take care of business. You guys figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what, where I, what I'm doing. Like I, my, my real plan, like my publicly stated goal was to win this election, serve these 18 months do a good enough job that people want me to run again, run for another term and then get out. Yeah. You know, serve a term and a half and say like, you know what? That's good. I made some, you know, I made some changes. I did some positive for the state, for the people in my district. Um, we saved a hell of a lot of money. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to do that. They and you know right. what? If there is one major change that you want to see once being elected, what is that major change that you would love to see happen? The, the first biggest change I'd love to see was I'd love to get rid of the Pennsylvania state income tax. Okay. Which is, it's a biggie, it's a doozy, but it's doable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at the economies of some states that don't have a state income tax, your Florida's, your Texas's, and their economies are booming because mm-hmm. people want to go there to work. Mm-hmm. And the people sure. that go there to work want to be the best that they can. And that, that actually attracts companies that say like we want these people we want to hire these people we will put money and infrastructure and investment into these states because we know our corporate taxes um the people are going to spend they're going to spend their money from their wages they're going to have more of it to spend you know so that's going to benefit everybody in the state they're going to have more of it to give because i think that's one big thing that has really taken a a hit during this pandemic is charitable giving Mm-hmm. Um, I know mine has, especially um, <laughs> largely it's largely it's because I don't, I don't get out and see like the things that I used to see that would be like, I should, I should donate money to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, cause I, I was always a big proponent of the ASPCA and the SPCA local. Sure. Um, but I don't, I don't drive by them. So I don't see them cause I've been working from home for my day job for the mm-hmm. last year and a half. So I don't see them. So my, my donations to them have kind of cut down a little bit. Um, United Way, I know they've been they've been struggling a lot because a lot of what they've gotten has been the the automatic payroll deductions from folks. Mm-hmm. Like their, their corporation would say, like, yep. oh, X amount, we'll give you a paid day off. Right. Yeah, um, our company would do something similar to that. Yeah, right, right. You know, so I think that that is drying up a lot of the the United Way funds. Um, blood drives at like larger companies, I know have have dried up and then nobody wants to go out anymore unless you're wearing four masks and have been <laughs> stuck in the arm about 18 times. Um, you know, and I think if, if you, you cut the state income taxes, people are, people are going to have more money in their pockets. They're going to pay their bills on time. They're mm-hmm. going to be able to 
invest in their homes, in their communities, in their families. Um, you know, they maybe even start college funds for their kids. So the kids aren't going massively in debt 18, 20 years down the line. There's just so many, so many positive things that come with just that little thing that I think the fact that we still have a super high, I mean, Pennsylvania is one of the fourth highest tax states in the country. Wow. This portion of that is the state income tax. Mm-hmm. So well, you, you look at states like California. Uh, I mean, look at what they're doing with their taxing and uh, and look at the businesses that are leaving California and moving to Texas. Yeah, like Pennsylvania, they're, they're losing a seat in the House of Representatives in Washington because of that. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania is as well. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, we're one of the states losing losing a seat. I think Texas is picking up a seat. I think Florida's picking up a seat. And it's like, what are the what do these things have in common? It's like, well, California and Pennsylvania, super high taxes, very blue, have been closed for this whole pandemic. Right. Um, you know, it's a lot of everything's focused on like one or two big cities and hell with flyover country. You know, I mean Pennsylvania's and you guys probably know this, Pennsylvania really to most national politicians is Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and those assholes in between. <laughs> yeah. So true. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, know, really. You know, and then they look at the country the same way. It's like, it's okay. It's like the cities on the East Coast, New York, Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, Los, yeah. Yeah. And then on the West Coast, it's like Los Angeles and San Francisco. It's like, and everybody else is flyover country. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's, that's got to change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do got Chicago stuck there in the middle, but that's about it. Yeah, I, and Chicago, man, Chicago has a chance to, to be great, but ugh. It's, 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 ugh. I, you know, I, I don't live there and I'm not intimately acquainted with all their politics, but mm-hmm. it, it has the chance to be great. Like every time I've been to Chicago, I've loved it. You know, the, yeah. great, the people's great, the, you know, the history in the city is great, but it's just, man, if you look at the cost of things. Yeah. You know, Holy hell, how does anybody afford to live here? Oh, I know. Even like if you go on vacation to certain cities like Chicago or whatever, it's like, uh, in fact, my I remember my wife was saying, or somebody, I, maybe it was my wife, uh, but we were talking about, why don't we go to New York for a weekend or a day trip? <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I reminded, and it's like, do you have any idea how much it costs to even drive to New York City, much less stay overnight i mean the tolls and everything heaven forbid you're a smoker and you need <laughs> smokes so, i mean cigarettes legal product like 17 bucks a pack wow you know it's it's ridiculous yeah. it's like, okay if you don't want people to smoke that badly make it illegal <laughs> i guess but don't just keep taxing it because all that all that's really doing is is impacting the poor who are using these products because they 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 don't have money to go on vacations or buy right. a boat you know, or, or take these, these these lavish trips anywhere. They can they can get a case of beer and a pack of cigarettes and kind of try to have a little staycation. And you sell know, pot yeah. a lot cheaper, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think pot should be completely legal too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah, it should be it should be regulated pretty much the same way we do an onion. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, um, our our campaign was up at the the four twenty rally in Harrisburg last week hmm. it's 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 probably i mean I, i'm not i don't i don't know the science behind it but it's probably better for you not shouldn't say better for you it's probably less harmful to you than cigarettes oh yeah it has, it, yeah absolutely because there's no there's no like tar or any of these other things i mean like mm-hmm. 
when I was a smoker, like I, you could burn through 20, 25 cigarettes in a day. Mm -hmm. uh, when I smoked pot, I don't smoke now, but when I smoked pot, mm -hmm. two, maybe three joints a day. But you, you know, didn't so, inhale. No, no, I absolutely inhale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I smoke a bowl or, or a joint and eat some peanut butter cups and play Legend of Zelda, man. And the, the 80s were a great time. <laughs> i tell you what, they were, man, weren't they? Oh, my gosh. Um, no, Tim, this is awesome. I mean, you're just like a regular guy, and, and that's I what I love about it. people. I really am. You know? you know, I don't, I, there's nothing special, really, about me. I mean, I raised some, some good-looking kids. I got a great-looking wife. I raised some decent goats. Um, but you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just a guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, have you had uh, any opportunities for uh, debates yet? Yes, actually, um, the four candidates who are running for this seat were invited by the League of Women Voters last, yeah, last week on the 20th. Yeah, I read the article last week. Yep. Yeah. Um, appar apparently, we have one of our number who uh, is too self-important to. Uh, <laughs> I read that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, not to mention any names, but um, I, I, I think that was hugely disrespectful to the voters of the district and especially mm -hmm. to the League of Women Voters. Um, now, my mom introduced me to the League of Women Voters in Gettysburg when I was, oh, God, seven or eight years old. They were hosting like a, a Christmas party or something where they were they were giving out food or care packages to the less fortunate. And she took me along seven, you know, seven, eight year old me took me along and that had a great impact on me as far as, you know, there's however bad you may think your situation is, there's always people that are, that are in a worse situation. So you always yep. have to be willing to give somebody a hand up. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Was, how, how do you, how do you feel that debate went, Tim? Um, I think it went pretty good. Um, there was another of our number who repeatedly said that um, he did not think that the voters were smart enough to pick things like judges or to vote on who's going to represent them. Um, and I thought that was, that was, that was pretty arrogant and pompous. Um, again, hmm. I don't really want to mention any names, but. Yeah, you can figure it out. You can read all the transcripts. Yeah, he's, he's the only one of the four who has actually served in the PA House of Representatives before, <laughs> so that narrows it down. I was going to say that narrows it down a little bit. <laughs> and I, and I, actually, I actually met him face-to-face uh, -face for the first time today. He was up, uh, we were doing the Fair Districts, March today in Harrisburg, and he he was actually there, and he he referenced something that I had said after the debate when I did a live Facebook Q and A. Because whenever something big or it's like a busy week, I always you know I schedule one on Facebook, and I mm -hmm. have an adult beverage or four, and you know just just <laughs> talk with people. Um, and I and I said um, I believe my exact words were I called him a uh, <clears throat> pardon the French, but a pompous prick. Okay. Um, and you called him that to his face, is what you're saying. Um, well, not not initially. I said it on my Facebook. Oh, okay. Thing. Um, but then he, he asked me about it today, and, and my response was was pretty much like, "Well, you were acting like a pompous prick." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's I like I said, like I'm just I'm just gonna be honest, and I'm just gonna own it, right? <laughs> yeah, like I I am I am leaning all in on just being just being Tim. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean that I see. You know, one, another one of your stances here is the uh, the gerrymandering, saying you're you know you're part of the Fair Districts PA. Yep. Um, can you break that down a little bit? What, what does, can put that into layman's terms? What does that mean exactly? So every 10 years based on the census, um, in accordance with the 14th amendment of the Pennsylvania state constitution, there is a committee that convenes of two persons who are appointed by the party in power 
two persons who are appointed appointed by the minority party they call it but it's really the party that's going to be in power next time um mm -hmm. and one at-large member that that all four of these people have to agree on and if they can't agree on someone then the state supreme court picks one and what they do is they redraw the district's lines based on population and their only real requirement is that they are roughly the same size population wise so that district 48 has roughly the same people as district 60 or district mm -hmm. um it doesn't take into account size and then it says that it has to be a contiguous district so it can't right. like hop over a township or sure hop from like county a to county c and ignore county b so it has to be contiguous and that's it yeah uh, so if you look at district 48 my district um which mm -hmm. is one of uh, fair districts has identified as one of the three worst offenders in pennsylvania it is essentially Lebanon County, and then like a small sliver of Dauphin County, mm -hmm. and then a small sliver of York County. Hmm. Why that's important is you can actually see where the Republican voters are in Dauphin and York County based on where these lines are. Hmm. Wow. So you can tell that, the, that it was the Republicans who were in power who pushed through this particular district. And then a minority party or the party that wants to be in power, as I call them, mm -hmm. They are just as guilty because they're thinking like, well, we can have this district, which if we draw a line where naturally you would think to draw a line, it may mm -hmm. give, you know, a smaller number of people here that vote our way and a smaller number of people over here that vote our way. But if we let them gerrymander that around, we can encompass both of these. Now, we might be giving up a district over here to the other right. part. We'll get this bigger district, mm -hmm. this other district, and then now we have more districts than us it's so it's just such bs it's so, so like the, just like the, the the bull connor early you know 1900s kind of like corrupt politics of like choose yeah. who your voters are mm -hmm. so if, so, I, if i as a libertarian could choose who my voters would be they would be all libertarians i'd win every election right that's that's not how elections work that's not how you you fairly and equally represent people and in this district, especially, like the population of Lebanon County is only slightly higher. And this is the entire county. Right. Only slightly higher than the small section of Dolphin and the small section of York, population-wise. Wow. And a lot of the folks that we've been talking to in Dolphin County and York County, they had no idea they were in the 48th district. Is, is the Dolphin County, is the part of Dolphin County, is that like the, the Likens area and stuff like that? Or? It is uh, like Swatera, East Swatera. Oh, okay. And, and that that kind of is a, north of the turnpike, but south of 81. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got you. And it's, yep. it's, really, it's really just kind of there to connect to the big eastern section of York County. Gotcha. I got you. So it's almost like a little bridge to go to it or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of the things um, that the district was going to do is we were supposed to have tomorrow um, a river crossing on the Susquehanna because there's no there's no bridge that gets you from the eastern side of the district to the western side of the district. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> like you have to go all the way north, leave the district, and then go east to go back into the district. Oh, my gosh. You know, so we were, we were going to do that, and it was going to be this, this whole thing with, like, people in kayaks and stuff and signs. <laughs> but um, they're calling for rains and high winds tomorrow, so it's yeah. 
cruising around on a on an open top kayak <laughs> you know, with 20 mile an hour winds is no bueno yeah well that led me to two questions here tim when you were bringing that up number one was you were saying the party that's in power the party that wants to be in power and then i think you said there was an independent person or something that came in there too I, as well i don't want to say that they're independent they're they're just not chosen by the party directly so it's so you have to essentially you have to apply for the job yeah and then you have to interview with the, the four folks two from the and, at this point two, the two democrats two republicans you have to interview with them and they all have to agree on you now is it just a democrat or a republican or if a libertarian wins a seat presently yes what, okay so, so what so what happens if a, if a libertarian does win this seat then who gets picked um uh I don't know. I guess we put the whole thing into flux, which is, which is a good thing because actually in this absolutely special election, there are actually four libertarians on the ballot in special elections. Nice. Uh, myself and Nathan Covington, who's in, oh God, he's going to kill me, but I forget, I forget his district, but he's running in the house as well. He's out towards uh, Scranton, I want to say. Okay. Uh, so he's, he's also running for a Senate seat with me. So there'd be two libertarian centers. And then there's also Rob Luther, and Andrew Rea, who are running for seats in the House. Okay. So with, um, you know, with luck, there will be four very vocal, very strong libertarians in the PA General Assembly. Mm-hmm. So I think that that definitely gives us a foothold to say, like, stop, stop saying that being bipartisan is so great. You have to be nonpartisan. Because it, I means two, and now there's three parties in here. <laughs> you know, so yeah. To me, that but- would be... That would be the ultimate kind of slap in the, to the, the crony politics. <laughs> is getting the, the second in there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. The, the second part of what I was going to ask you there then is what would be your solution to this? Um, so as fair districts has, has pointed out, and there, there are people in that group that are a lot smarter than I am. Like I am mm-hmm. just, I'm, I, I am smart enough to recognize really good ideas when I see them. Um, their idea is that you have a citizen-based nonpartisan like you don't even ask what your party affiliation is right that is fully transparent um that helps to redraw the draws redraws these maps based on things like logic and Mm -hmm. um but additionally that there would be a component where just average ordinary citizens can submit a plan for the redrawing of a district or the entire state um so that the, the actual public, the voting public can get involved in the process as well. And that's the biggest thing now is like, nobody knows, like nobody knows, you know, how they, how they do it, what criteria they use. I mean, they, right. could, they could be anything, you know, they, I mean, who knows? I mean, they, they, they're certainly not public about it. They're not transparent about it. That's crazy. They do everything in secret. Um, the only time you hear about them is when groups like us go to the steps and make a big stink about it. You know, mm-hmm. and then they say like, we're, you know, like, oh, you're nuts or, you know, oh, this is just how we've always done it. It's like, well, yeah, you keep saying that, but that's the definition of insanity is continuing <laughs> yeah. the same over and over again, expecting a different result. So the first 100%. thing that has to happen is people have to be made aware of it. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. So we're, we're talking with uh, Tim McMaster running for PA 48th district Senate and, uh, you know, and uh, you're a very interesting guy. I mean, you're you're not only talking, you're speaking your mind. Uh, you're very genuine in everything you say. 
Um, and you know what? Unlike a true politician, you kind of make sense. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with you, Tim. Don't insult me by calling me a politician. <laughs> You know, I might I might run for a political office, but I am no politician. Okay, there you go. Maybe that's maybe that's where I'm getting my my uh, confusion there because it's like you know what there can't he can't be a politician. Well, yeah, I guess you're not. No, so. I'm really, I'm really, I don't want to be a politician. I don't want to be a career politician. Mm-hmm. Like I just you know I want to get in, serve this term, the remainder of this term, maybe sure. another one, um, and then get out. Hopefully, maybe inspire some other libertarians or some liberty-minded folks to mm-hmm. to get in and say, you know what, this this chubby a-hole from York that raises jokes <laughs> and used to play Slayer cover songs, <laughs> you know, if he can get right. in there and make some changes, you know, I'm a lot smarter and younger than him. Maybe I can get in there and do something too. And if that would be the case, like that would be that would be the ultimate. Would be mm-hmm. to actually inspire somebody to come after me and say, you right. know, I can do it too. Make some noise, right? Make yeah. some noise. I mean, you never, you're never going to know what you can change unless you try to change something. Yeah, and then um, you know, once you get elected and and you're now in a position of making change, um, how do you expect to go in there and make that change with a bunch of full-time career politicians that really want to want to continue their agenda and you want to change their agenda? Um, the, the, the easiest way I think is going to be to just be the loud, brash, opinionated a-hole that I've always been and make enough noise that enough people in their districts, mm. their constituents start to say like, Hey, how comes this guy over here is making so much more sense than you and you've been there 30 years? Mm-hmm. How come this guy who, who raises goats and can look at a goat turd and tell you what the goat ate, how <laughs> come he has a better idea for the state income tax than you do? Mm-hmm. We've been paying you for three decades. Right. You know, right. So that's that's going to be the, the best ways to get in there and to make enough noise that people notice. Mm-hmm. And once, once you get the people on your side, the politicians will follow. Yeah. And they're, they're not leaders. I, I'd never refer to them as leaders at best representatives, but they are sure as hell not leaders. Yeah, definitely. And um, I guess describe, uh, describe Tom Wolf in one word. <laughs> I, I don't know. What, what's our rating here? We PG- <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? We'll allow it for a little it's, bit. I, I don't know that I can do it in one word. Um, I mean, maybe unnecessary would be the best word. Yeah. Well, you know what? And, and I guess we, when you, when you talk about your stance on um, the, uh, you know, the, the Pennsylvania income tax and so forth, uh, have you, have you considered talking to uh, like businesses that, you know, larger businesses in Pennsylvania that would be kind of, or in your district, at least, uh, that would be so much on board that they would really support you just based on that stance alone. You, you know, I have, I've talked to a lot of, a lot of small business owners, mostly. Um, I'm not going to lie. As a small business owner, I, I have a great affection for other small business owners. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of who I've been talking to because they're a lot more real and a lot of the really, really big businesses around here. Um, corporate headquarters are not in the district or the state and a gotcha. lot of times in the country. So I'd much rather talk to like a small business owner. Um, mm-hmm. I never, I never really push them to get support because I realize how thin their their uh, margins are. Mm-hmm. And I, and I know that taking a political stance either way on anything mm-hmm. can be dangerous for them. 
Um, yeah. but the business owners that I have talked to have all been like, you know, like, yeah, that'd be great if we could lower taxes. If we didn't have to employ somebody full time to get these different taxes for these different localities and for the state, if we didn't have to hire an accountant or use this, you know, thousand dollar a month payroll software, we could give our people more money. Yeah. I could mm-hmm. hire another person full time. You know, I think, and it, it, that to me, that is the greatest endorsement of endorse of getting rid of the the state income tax. Mm-hmm. Is when a small business owner says to me, like, if I didn't have to pay that, I could hire another person, because all that does is it it, it strengthens the economy for everybody. A rising Absolutely. tide will lift all boats. Yeah, most definitely. And if it mm-hmm. takes money away from the government and starves the beast, so much the better. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because they're not supposed to be, you know, making a career out of it anyway. And yeah, and last time I heard, aren't we aren't we the people that are being served? That's that's how it was set up originally. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're public <laughs> yeah. service job. I mean, a lot of these clowns in Harrisburg have forgotten that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a temp job at best, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but so, yeah. So, so Tim, let's let's say best case scenario, everything goes the way you want it to, and uh, not only do you get elected this term, but you do re you re you run again and you get reelected. Um, I know you already said you wouldn't want to do that again. Would you look to go in somewhere else, possibly? Would you would you look to move up a little bit? It's it's possible. I mean, we're not there yet. Sure. Um, and who knows? Anything could change. But I I really think that this job would be it would take so much time away from my my wife and my kids mm-hmm. and my farms. <clears throat> I, just, I I by the end of it, I I would probably be so disgusted with it. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't want to be involved in it again. Yeah. Um, or maybe be one of those things where you take a couple years off. Or you take a couple terms off, and then you know when things are a little bit better, the kids are growing up. Maybe look at look yeah, at something again. Possible, but I mean, the, the the hope would be by that point that um, the missus and I are uh, you know, <laughs> we're retired from our full time jobs. We're just raising goats as a hobby, and we're just sitting by the pool drinking my time, sure, enjoying sure. you know a life a life of hard scrap, a life of work, um, and that we've taken care of ourselves because we both know, and we've both known forever, we're not going to see a penny of social security. So. <laughs> investing ourselves um and i think most people if they have the means to do so would so privatizing social security i think would would definitely be a, a much better solution but that's a national thing we don't need to talk yeah. about right yeah right or else i'll break into my yeah. immigration plan and then <laughs> and then we're gonna go for two more hours oh there you go <laughs> well tim thank you again for uh speaking with us and taking the time out and uh and reaching out to us um you know i guess you can thank your uh, manager for that and yeah she uh, is she is absolutely the best yeah it sounds uh, like it and uh how did you two get connected by the way uh just through the through the york party the uh, okay york party affiliate yeah okay she was, uh, vice chair and organized a bunch of stuff for joe jorgensen so oh. we kind of we kind of met doing Joe Jorgensen type stuff. Um, and it turns out we had a lot more in common. Um, and I I started talking to her husband, not knowing it was her husband. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, have you met this like cool as cool as hell guy named Dave? She's like, uh, yeah, that's my husband. <laughs> uh, <laughs> smart, smart. <laughs> um, yeah, that's um, I'm I'm really glad, and and you know this whole conversation kind of started with me saying like, I've just been so tired of this two party system. It's just been this way for too long. And and something, something needs to happen to buck this trend because it's nothing's going to change. It's going to be the same cycle all the time. And it gets so old and boring. And yeah, I just, and and I think, I think a lot of these career politicians, they, 
bank on that that mm-hmm. the people are just so tired of their bs they're so apathetic about the whole scenario that they're just like you know what these guys are all a-holes they're gonna keep doing whatever they want so screw it i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna take care of my life and my little corner of the world and watch it all burn and you know Um, what amuses me is these folks aren't even good liars anymore i mean they're not even trying to deceive you they're literally telling you straight out this is what i'm gonna do to you this is how we're going to screw you over and yeah you're gonna vote for us anyways and you're gonna like it and you're gonna have more yeah. <laughs> an alternative, say the Libertarian Party. Oh, you guys are just wasting your votes. Right, right. I hate that. I hate because when I, I vote, I was I was a hardcore Gary Johnson supporter in 16. Yeah, me too. And and um, I, everybody was like, why? You're just going to waste your vote. You're just going to. And and when you ask the Republican, oh, well, your vote's just going to Hillary then. Or you ask a Democrat, oh, your vote's just going to Trump then. It's like, no, my vote was going to Gary Johnson. That's yeah. who I voted for. Like. Yeah, that's that's how math works like no i'm not <laughs> i'm not voting for team red or team blue i'm going team gold baby there you go yeah. there you and go if, if all the people if all the people who wasted their vote on donald trump this past election had voted for dr joe jorgensen we would have a hockey playing whiskey drinking vote promoting <laughs> phd female in the white house mm-hmm. i remember yeah. in 2016 i was told that if i didn't vote for hillary I was some kind of misogynist sexist. Isn't it funny how that works? Apparently not in 2020. Right, right. You know, it's pretty funny how that works when um, just, you know, certain parties always skew things their way and make you feel bad about not doing something for them. But as you could say, you know, here here in 2020, we had a libertarian candidate who was a woman, a very smart woman, and uh, hardly even got any press. Yeah, yeah, it was kind kind of disgusting. And I, as, as all in on Gary, as I was in 16, A, he was a better candidate in 12, quite frankly. I agree. I agree. Uh, and I could not stand Bill Weld, who was only there, in my mind, to bring uh, Republican money into the mm. party. It's worked, but it didn't really work long term. It worked for that yeah. cycle, but um, not not anymore after that. I mean, yeah. and it's, and you know, take this as you will, but when I when I would listen to Gary Johnson speak and his, and his debates and his interviews and everything, like, just like you, Tim, he, he was just a regular guy. Yeah. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but the difference yeah, between he's... And Gary Johnson is I have not climbed Mount Everest. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Gary... <laughs> and you got mountain goats. What's your deal? I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, we eat the goats. I mean, we don't climb with them. Oh, 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 God. Not all of them. Some of them. We just... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Tim, let's, let's, let's get serious here for a minute. Did you ever bring a goat to the ring? No, uh, when I read the- <laughs> <are> my goat days. <laughs> what, what was your wrestling name, by the way? Um, how long do you have? <laughs> oh no! So the original, the original name was just Porter. P O R T E R. Okay. I, I love the drink, and there was a Mel Gibson movie that came out, and I want to say ninety six, ninety seven, called Payback, where that was that was his character was Porter, and he was kind of a bad guy, but. He had some morals and like that's kind of the character I had. And I just really I just really thought the name was cool. Like it's six letters and it's just Porter. Yep. Yeah. One syllable. Is it two syllables? Who the hell knows? He's wearing leather pants. <laughs> um, so we're we're at it was me and our trainer and some of the the older guys, some of the more more uh 
veteran guys and some of the younger guys. And I was kind of right in that area between like, I was I'm not a veteran, but I wasn't in my first year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're at a watering hole after the matches on a Saturday night. And the, uh, God, I can't believe I'm telling this story in public. Um, <laughs> gay duo, Ace and Gary came. Oh, my. Yep. And as it comes on, I'm talking to one of the younger guys about getting heat which is, you know, when, when you make the yep. crap, hate you. Yeah. Um, yep. and, and I was, I was exceptionally good at making people hate me. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm telling them, I'm like, listen, it's what you have to do is you have to find out what people really don't like. And then you have to be that. I said, mm-hmm. take this area. Like this area is very Republican. They probably don't like a lot of gay people. You could just be a little bit gay. And mm-hmm. right as I say, just be a little bit gay <laughs> in the context of having a very kind of, you know, backwoodsy Republican kind of, and, and this is the nineties. So, you know, these terms are horribly offensive now. Right. But it was, it was also one o'clock in the morning after several beers and getting hit in the head with a chair. So, <laughs> you know, kind of raw. Um, so one of the older guys sees the ambiguously gay duo on the TV screen, looks at me and goes, that's your new name, boy. The ambiguously bisexual porter. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And it stuck. It stuck for the next two years. Oh, oh that is my goodness. Funny. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. I had to be a fun character for Trey. But backstage, it was like, officially it was just porter. But backstage, yeah. everybody was like, ambiguously gay porter. <laughs> ambiguously bisexual porter. Like singing uh, the, the theme song for the cartoon. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my god! And, uh, uh, that's that's uh, pretty funny. That's like pretty said, funny I mean, I've got thick skin, and that's that's where it started to develop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's one. You know, I'm a big wrestling fan myself too, and that's one thing that you learn is like, uh, you just got to go with it. You just got to play that character and be yeah. that character. And yeah, I mean, whatever, you know, whatever works. I mean, because I always, you know, I always tried to when I wrestled, like it was just it was just much easier and a lot more fun to make people not like you. Mm-hmm. sure you're, you're always the bad guy so you're always you know essentially you are always going to be getting over you know either right either you lost and then afterwards you, you attack the guy from behind after the ring yep. after the match yep. so you the next one or you know you cheat to win so you're getting a win um yep. plus it's all you know it's a lot more fun to like yell at people in the crowd and have yeah. them back like that crowd interaction is it's yeah. almost like a drug man like it really is oh i bet really addictive yeah, and it's and it's even if you mess up, it even makes it even better yeah, because then you, you just you know because then if you're an a hole like me, you lean into it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure that move because that yeah. happened, has happened to me more than a few times. And my default sure. is, you guys don't deserve to see it done right. <laughs> the, the trash would just come flying in. Yeah. Tim, I believe I'm starting to hear a little bit of your wrestling voice come out. A little, a little bit. <laughs> It's been, it's uh, so you know i've been up since five so oh wow yeah that's awesome so tim um to wrap this up though um just push that out what, what would you like everybody to 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 know what you're you know where you stand and what you're running for and why they should vote for you tim so i believe that i am i am a true libertarian in that i believe as long as you don't hurt people or take their stuff you should be able to do whatever you feel is best for you Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that you, all people, regardless of race, gender, ethnicity, sexual orientation, should be free to be themselves and that they should have all of their rights, all of their time. 
yep. are all of the time. As I tell, tell people all the time, I would be more than happy to defend your pot smoking, flag burning, gay wedding with all of my guns. There um, you go. That's, <laughs> no, that's really, really the only thing I, I, that's really the only thing I haven't really said yet, you know, is, <laughs> is I just, I, I just want people to be free. I want people to have all of their rights mm-hmm. all the time and to get government the hell out of their lives as much as possible. Right. Government that governs best governs least. Yeah. It's the road that's well said. Um, you know, I'm not taking credit for that. That was the road. That <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've definitely heard that. But but it's, it's, you know, it's... I absolutely believe that. Like, I'm, I'm going to be pushing for every elected representative or and everybody in the elected PA legislature to take an immediate 50% pay cut from the governor down to myself. I'm going to be pushing to make Pennsylvania a part time legislature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be pushing for constitutional carry. I'm going to be pushing to eliminate the state income tax. Um, these are all things that I think have broad general support by most people. If you ask them like, yeah, why, why am I paying so much mm-hmm. out of my paycheck to the state when the roads still look like hell? <laughs> well, um, yeah. why shouldn't I be able to, if I want to carry a firearm to defend myself or to not carry a firearm, if I don't want to, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, it just, it's, it, it's to me, it's just such basic human rights stuff that even qualifying it or quantifying it as a, a quote unquote libertarian idea, it, it seems a little, you know, a little dirty to me. Like it's just, it's just human rights. I was just going to say mm-hmm. it's a human being idea. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's people who want to live in a free country and, and have it legitimately free. Yeah. Yeah. Not free with an asterisk. Exactly. Exactly. And I have, I have all my, all my positions on the, on the big stuff, the big heavy hitters, um, of issues and even some third rail type stuff. Cause I love, I love going against, uh, going against the grain and talking about the third rail stuff like abortion and social mm-hmm. security and immigration and stuff, which I do on my, my live Facebook, uh, Q and A's. Um, okay. And where can they catch you on Facebook, by the way, what are the, who do they usually, look like? I do them on Wednesday nights, but okay. I'm a little busy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, with you guys tonight. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, but normally I do them on Wednesday nights, uh, sometimes on Thursday nights. Um, I usually try to throw it up on the, the Facebook page about a week in advance. So if, if people want to come in and ask any questions or anything, they can. Um, okay. You can find all my all my information on my website, tim2021.com. Yeah. Um, this Saturday, we're going to be in oh God, Shrewsbury at one of the, uh, the big festivals or markets down there. I forget which. Uh, Christine, my manager, just um she booked it she's like you have to go i'm like okay uh, <laughs> so i'm gonna be down there handing out stuff for the york libertarian party as well as the campaign and hopefully the 2022 governor and uh, lieutenant governor candidates for the lp joe Soloski and nicole schultz um okay. and after that i got to book it to lebanon because one of the great small businesses in lebanon addiction tattooing was doing a 500 raffle to help uh, benefit the campaign and she wants me to come up and and draw the winning number oh that's awesome, awesome. I did buy tickets from her, so I got to tell her to pull my tickets out. <laughs> so bad if I pulled my own ticket. Oh, that would be that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Sunday we're uh, we're going to be doing some door knocking and canvassing in Lebanon. I think we're going to be in Anvil and Palmyra. Okay. Um, our friends with the Lib- Libertarian Party of Lebanon County um, are actually taking us around on that, as they know, uh, you know, they know the the best areas to be where people are, you know, they're they're actually going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and and that's then, on Sunday. That's on Sunday, yeah. And then next week, um, 
I know we have stuff booked. I have, haven't looked at far ahead. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, man, I hope to really, I hope to run into you at one of these events. That would be awesome. Yeah, um, I'm always there. Like, if you want to fire me an email, you got my email, so just fire away. Yeah. We, can, we can definitely sure. make something happen. Okay. Even if it's just um, well, trade old wrestling stories. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> I've got a few. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Um, so, the where you do the uh, Facebook lives is that the uh, Timothy McMaster for PA Senate page? Yes, is that yes. the one? Uh, okay. The page, yeah. Okay. And originally uh, as Timothy McMaster for Conawaga Township Supervisor, but when we switched to this campaign, I couldn't switch my name. I can only switch the after it, the four part because. Zuck. Sure. So that's why my, my name and all my campaign literature is Tim McMaster because it's yeah. easy to spell, but on that page, it's Timothy McMaster. <laughs> it was one of those um, things of, of only having four months to campaign. <laughs> well, I will say that when, you know, when you search Tim McMaster, it still comes up to that page. So it's still, yeah, you know, yeah, no just, problem. You know, it's just some people are like, oh, well, I thought it was Tim McMaster for Senate. I see Timothy McMaster. It's like, well, okay. Sorry, you have to type four extra letters. <laughs> yeah, my bad. So, <laughs> so where do we find old wrestling pictures? Um, fortunately, nowhere. For <laughs> very early internet, so there uh, are still a few floating around. And uh, after a couple of adult beverages, I may send you a link to one. <laughs> oh, all right. That's what I like to hear. I will warn you, it was about 20 years and 100 pounds ago. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's okay. So, but uh, yeah, hey, you know what, Tim? It's been really awesome speaking with you and uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. After I get elected, anytime you guys want to have me back on, like I'm totally game. Like, Count you know, on it. Count on it. Uh, simulcast, like while I'm yelling at these uh, sociopaths. <laughs> oh, that would be great, man. That'd be great. Yeah. Hey, um, like, okay. Troy Howie, check this out. Listen, <laughs> you guys. I'm here to tell you something, brother. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Yeah, that would be um, a lot of fun. That would definitely be yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, Tim, we're going to be uh, celebrating our one year anniversary um, the Friday before Memorial Day at Mount Gretna oh, Craft it? Brewery. Um, so, you know, if you happen to be, if you happen to be in the, uh, you know where Cabletown is, you know, uh, I can sure it's, I can find it. it's, it's, it's kind of between Paul. Go ahead. Alex. I was just going to say it's, it's really right next to Palmyra. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you, if, um, if you're happening to be in the area Friday night before Memorial day, come over to Mount Grand Craft Brewery, check us out. Uh, we're going to be recording a live show there. So dude, send me an invite. I'll just, I'll show up anyway. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. I'll just show up. <laughs> We happen to be friends with the uh, brewer of Mount Gretna Brewery, so he, you know, he probably would hook us up. Do <laughs> you think there's any chance we could get them to brew a special porter porter? I guarantee oh. you, I, I'd be willing to bet he'd be uh, well, ambiguously bisexual. Porter. <laughs> <laughs> we can ask. We can definitely ask him that. So uh, I know they're working on something for us the night we show up there. So I, yeah. I, I would almost guarantee he'd find something for you. Excellent. Now for that, that I would find some old wrestling pictures for. <laughs> all, all right. All right. I'm going to hold you to it. Sounds like, sounds like we're negotiating here, guys. I like yep. that. <laughs> That's exactly you're what already, we're doing. You're already getting ready for the house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Trust me, my negotiations with them will be a lot less uh, lighthearted. Yeah, probably. probably. As, and it's much well-deserved. Um, yeah, no, Tim, it's, seriously. It's a lot more uh, promo. <laughs> I, I wish you the best on this on this endeavor and um, 
I'm so happy just to see that somebody else is standing up and we just don't have these two plain old candidates to pick from every time that you know there, that nothing's going to change. Are a lot of, there are a lot of us, man. Like I said, there's four of us on this special election alone. So mm-hmm. we're getting out That's there. Good. We're raising awareness. You know, we're fighting the good fight and and hopefully we can inspire some people to come come behind us and, and pick up the pick up the mantle and run with it. Yep. And, if you, so and if you live in the 48th district in Pennsylvania, uh, come out and vote for uh you know, Tim McMaster, or I guess it'll be Timothy McMaster. No, actually, on the, on the ballot, it is, in fact, Tim. Oh, okay. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so, all right. Good deal. Well, thanks again, Tim. Awesome. And uh, and we guys. definitely look forward to great. chatting with you again soon. Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much. This was great. Awesome. Thanks, Glad Tim. You. Appreciate Take it, care. man. You, you too. And that was our interview with uh, Tim McMaster, who's running for PA 48th District Senate. And he's doing that because, or actually he's running uh, because he's trying to fill a vacant seat that was previously held by uh, State Senator Dave Arnold, a Republican from Lebanon, uh, mm-hmm. who died after battling brain cancer uh, on January 17th. And uh, sadly enough, uh, Dave was only 49 years old when he died. And, uh, you know, that's sad in itself. And um, but, yeah, it, it definitely left an opportunity for someone like Tim to uh, try to make a difference. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can you can visit Tim's page at Tim2021.com. Uh, he's very open and forthright with uh, his views. Um, you can also find him on Facebook at Timothy McMaster um, for uh, PA Senate dash PA 48. I'm sure if you just type, start typing Timothy McMaster, it's going to be one of the first things that pops up. Yeah. Um, but you can message him on Facebook. Um, he he's, he, he's very open. He will respond to you. Uh, if you have questions, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, just this little blurb here, right on the first part of his Facebook says, um, first, let me state that I am not a career politician. I'm a husband, father, grandfather, son, brother, uncle, and um, they have a, you know, they, like they raise their goats on the farm. Um, and he's just, he's just a regular dude. And, you know, if, if you have any questions or if you want to know where his stance is on something and it's not listed on his website there, which uh, most of it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just send, send him a message and um, he'll, he'll be happy to respond to you and tell you where he stands. Yeah. And, uh, and what's great about it. I mean, follow him on Facebook because, uh, like Troy just said, he's very prompt in responding. I mean, if you, if you have a comment or a question and let's just say you want to know where he stands on this topic, he will respond to you. You might not like to hear what he has to say, or maybe you do like to hear what he has to say, but he's going to tell you like he thinks. And, uh, what I like about him, like you said, Troy, is he is not a career politician. He makes that well known. Uh, in fact, he wants to take a little more control away from the politician and give you, the um, you know, the community, the the citizen, the control back and allow you to make decisions uh, that are going to better your agenda and not have to worry about how's this bettering the government's gen- agenda i mean that's what yeah. he's about i mean yeah i mean he, yeah. he wants less you know less salary for these politicians um yeah. you know t- term limits i mean there's an idea my gosh let's not make a career out of yeah. being a politician 
I mean, I'll tell on. you how he sold me, Troy. Uh, and and honestly, when we started this interview, I went into the interview thinking, oh, cool, we're gonna talk about you know his pro wrestling days. Uh, in fact, you know he was in a heavy metal band. We'll talk about that a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, and talk about his goat farming and all that. And uh, um, so I wasn't really going in it with a um, a mindset of. I want to see if this guy is going to, you know, be a good possible vote for me. Cause I was thinking, I wasn't even thinking that. Uh, but after we interviewed him, I truly had a different outlook on his agenda and, uh, and what he stands for all to the point where I told him he's got my vote, you know, and uh-huh. he really does. Uh, I like, I like to base some of my votes off of, is this person genuine or not? Uh-huh. And genuineness is a is a big selling point for me, and uh, and I and I think he uh, checked those boxes for me, and I hope he did the same for the folks who just listened to this show. I mean, yeah, you know, at the very too. yeah, at the very least, I hope he at least changed your mindset on what you're looking for in a candidate, and maybe try to find if you can see those same types of skill sets in the candidates that you're thinking about voting for. Um, because let's not just vote for Republican or Democrat. Let's vote for the person, you know, and uh, and I hope that's. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, Troy. I just to say 100 percent agree. I mean, that's that's been my stance for a long time now. Mm-hmm. I, I even, you know, I don't know if there's a way to do it, but I even want to get to the point where let's not even have parties listed. Yes. on the darn ballot. You know, I let's agree. Like go out there and you see a name on the ballot and. If you're not educated, you're not going to know who you're voting for. And I think right. that's the way it should be. We shouldn't just have people going out there and just pushing straight tickets and stuff like that just to just to mm-hmm. get their vote in, whatever. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Pa- parties so have changed so much over the years that what what you believed as a Democrat in 1955 is not the same as what the Democrats believe today. So, <laughs> no, not at all. You know, not at all. And so, same with Republicans. I mean, it's, sure, absolutely. You know. So yeah, it's, it's so, it's so different today. And, and to be honest with you, do we really even, I mean, just because they had that letter R or letter D after their name, uh, if you look at some of their views and you look at, at what they stand for, uh, it doesn't necessarily label them a Democrat or Republican. It just, I think a lot of folks go to this party or that party simply because they need to be on some type of ballot and they just said, ah, oh, we'll just be Republican, you know, right. Yeah. And, and make yeah. that where's the majority, where's the majority of the vote. That's what I'll Oh do. yeah. And, uh, yeah. and Tim, Tim sold me on what he would like to do because we talked to him about this, about the, uh, changing the, um, uh, the, the Pennsylvania income tax or, uh, state. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, the state uh, income tax. Yeah. The state income tax to where, we're not paying that, you know, and if we look at other states who are, are not doing that, such as Texas, uh, and I want to say Delaware, too, I'm not sure, um, but there are, Florida. yeah, Florida, all these states that are, that have gone away from that are successful, you know, they mm-hmm. are running very successfully, and, and they don't have to run successfully with taking our money out of our pockets, right? You know, there are other ways to spend money and spend it wisely and properly. And I think Tim has a good handle on that. And uh, right. and, I, and I hope you guys can see that, too. Or if you don't, that's fine. But I'm just saying, you know, this is what I'm seeing in him. And 
Uh, and we'll see what happens when uh, May 18th comes around, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Tim was, uh, Tim was with uh, Addiction Tattooing here in Lebanon yesterday. Okay. And, um, and today he'll be back in Lebanon again. And they're doing, uh, they're going to be going around, beating some people, doing some door knocking. So, um, yeah, today yeah, meaning Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Some, uh, correct. Yeah. Sunday. Uh, what is it? May 2nd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if he happens to knock on your door, take a minute, talk to him. Um, and just, you know, don't just go in there with a, with a closed mind, go up there, go in there with an open mind and, and give this guy a chance. Cause, um, Hopefully you'll see what, what, uh, Howie and I saw. Yeah. Um, and this dude's a big dude too, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah. When you, when you talk to him, just be like, Hey, I heard you on uh, stay tuned with Troy and Howie. And, uh, you know, you know, tell me more about your wrestling days. <laughs> I'm sure he, I'm sure he would love to come into the house and just chat it up with you guys. Maybe show you a few mutes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we're still we're still waiting for some pictures by the way <laughs> um well you know um there's a good segue because uh he did say that he might bring some along to uh to our event our one year yes. anniversary at mount gretna craft brewery and that's coming up um pretty soon here uh the end of may uh yeah the end of may the friday before memorial day which i don't yep. remember the date off the top of my head um i'm looking that up as we speak it's friday may 28th okay um we have a, you know, we have a Facebook event scheduled. Um, we don't know the exact time yet. We're thinking it's going to be somewhere in the seven o'clock range. Um, but we got to get in touch with the folks at Mount Grant and the Craft Brewery. And I don't want to interfere with what time the band's playing and stuff like that. So um, we got to find out for sure what time they're playing. Yeah. Um, but you. yeah, I mean, God. Yeah, I was just gonna say I would love to interview uh, one of the band members because I would love yeah. to know how they came up with the name that they they've come up with yeah it's pretty good they, uh shrimp ryan's jig band so um <laughs> so yeah they'll be playing there that night um so you know come on out listen to uh to what they got to offer us um you know brad will be there brad and his wife uh brad moyer obviously um, yep oh um, one of our former guests uh, maria has already uh stated that she's going to attend from the red cross melinda or I'm sorry, <laughs> why did I say Maria? <laughs> um, I'm actually looking at a website that has Maria on it. Sorry, uh, Melinda, Melinda Rosario. Oh my gosh, yeah, you uh, you threw me off there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I apologize, I forgot, Melinda. I forgot about this guest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll be we'll be there, and um, I can't wait to go. It's gonna yeah. be fun. Um, hopefully, get to meet some of you folks out there. And, you know, if you don't already like us on Facebook, please do so. That's where the event's created. You can go in there, you can respond and let us know you're coming. Um, and if you don't like us in general, screw you and go away. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to take it, I like a, I'll take a line from uh, the Pat McAfee show. He always starts off his show. It's like, hey, we're going to have a good show for you. Uh, if you like the show, tell your friends. I, you know, tell everybody, share it with your friends, you know. And if you didn't, uh, just act like it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, I like that. So, um, yeah. So, um, Tim McMaster, please check him out. Uh, Tim2021.com. Uh, Tim McMaster for PA Senate on Facebook. And, uh, no, I don't really know what else to say that hasn't been said about the guy. Um, just vote for him if you like. Yeah. If you like his, if you like where he stands on his beliefs and his and what he wants to do for your community, 
uh, vote for him. I mean, because yeah. he has a lot of good plans. And uh, but the thing is, he's not a politician. He'll tell you that, you know. So what you're doing is you're voting for one of your own. You're voting mm-hmm. for um, a person of your own community who wants to see your community better and not necessarily to further his gain in the political world. He just wants to make uh, everything around him better. And I like that in itself. Yeah, because he even said if he wins this term, he would win this one and and he would fulfill this term and he would probably try to run another one, you know, yep. and then that'd be it. Like, and he wants out. Like, that's how many politicians you hear say that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, um, so yeah, vote for him. I mean, this is, um, the other thing is, is the district that he lives in, as he talked about in there is a very red district, a very Republican. Um, so yeah. if you like his views and, you know, think, well, yeah, he's got a good chance to win. Don't just think that. Go out and support the guy. Um, get that vote in there because, um, I mean, I, I don't remember what vote it was, but it was pretty recently we had a vote in this area that I think it came down to within like five votes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was going to say it was pretty close. I And I can't remember which one that was, but yeah. Uh, but there's not a lot of people talking about him as far as other politicians and such. And uh, I would love to see him. Uh, turn some heads and I would too. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And, and I, and I told him too, um, I'm seeing quite a bit of yard signs and stuff for this guy in the area. So yeah. they're really doing a good job. This team is really doing a nice job of getting out yep. there. They have a billboard now on 81, I believe. Yeah. Um, so it's, he, he's gaining ground and he's doing well. Um, I, you know what I was interested in? I didn't ask him. I was wondering if they have a look at like, uh, like the presidential polls have like the, the pre-polls and they can get an mm-hmm. idea kind of where they stand. I wonder if they have anything like that for, for an office like Senate. That's a good question. Uh, I would imagine if they do, it might not be as accurate because. I, yeah, I would know, agree. Yeah. You're really shrinking up that community. And uh, I think what he's doing, you know, by going about and being visible in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the areas, I think that's what's going to make a big difference for him. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's everywhere. I mean, he's, he's you know, obviously his, his roots are in York County. That's where he grew up and lived. But I've been seeing this guy visiting Lebanon County for over a month now. I mean, he's coming yeah. here. They're doing cleanup days. They're doing door-to-door uh, talks. They're, uh, you know, just setting up shops somewhere in Lebanon and just, you know, talking to people, waving to people as they walk by, mm-hmm. going to different businesses, especially yeah. Especially the small businesses, that seems to be where he really has his heart right now is to, to help sure. these small businesses. Because let's face it, these small businesses are struggling right now, big time. Yeah, they are. Um, with this pandemic, this really hurt them bad. Not only and, the uh, pandemic, but the, the strangulation that the government has on these small businesses and the community in regards to, you know, uh, the mask wearing and the quarantining. And I mean, I get it. Some of that stuff is needed and it has its place. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we need to have some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, I don't believe our current government is providing that light. Yeah, I agree. So, so to steal a line from Hallie, with that being said, um, (laughs) Um, yeah, that, that's, that's Tim McMaster and, uh, get your vote out there for him. Um, and, and like how said, and, and worst case scenario here, hopefully it at least just change your mindset about what you're looking for in a candidate yeah. here, you know? Yep. Just change your way of thinking. Don't always think red or blue. 
Right. So, all right. Well, hey, that was our interview with uh, Tim McMaster, and uh, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I know we sparked up a lot of controversy with this one again. Uh, there are some people that have their opinions, uh, whether it's for or against. Uh, but I like that because uh, whether even even negative opinions are still advertisement, in my opinion. So yeah. uh, so keep it coming, guys. You're allowed to you're allowed to have differing opinions and absolutely and mindsets. Uh, but hey, you know what? Allow somebody to voice what they think is right or wrong, and you don't have to agree with it. And if you do yeah. agree with it, vote, 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 vote for them. You know? Yeah, I mean this. Yeah, I, we can yeah. we can even go back to one of our first shows, Howie, where you, you and I were talking about like we we don't mind people not agreeing with a way that we believe, or you know, you and I have have even different beliefs on things, oh, and sure. we don't mind that. You know, we're not gonna not talk to you or not friend you or not be friends with you anymore because of that. Right. That's not our mindset, you know. Um, so it's okay to have different views and 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 share them. If even if you share them on the feeds that we share, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. You know, talk about it. You know, it's it's okay. People have different views. And maybe, you know, the way you feel about something is very passionate. And maybe you'll bring up a good point and somebody will be like, you know what? I never thought about it that way. That's a yeah. good point, you know? So just try to keep it civil. I mean, that's all we ask. <laughs> it makes sense, right? Right. But other than that, no, go for it. Yeah, without a doubt, right? So, uh, yeah, so that was an interview with uh, Tim McMaster, and uh, and he's running for PA 48th uh, District Senate, uh, filling the uh, seat vacant uh, left by uh, Senator Dave Arnold. And, uh, yeah, if you like what he has to say and you, and you heard – you know, something that made you think a little bit. Yeah. Don't, don't hesitate to go out there May 18th and vote. And if you see him out and about, which I, you know, if you live in Lebanon County, there's a good chance because he's out and about all the time. Yep. And uh, yeah. So say hi to him. He's, he's a good guy to talk to. In fact, um, he just seems like one of those guys that we can sit down and have a beer with and, uh, and chat it up and yeah, hopefully we'll get that chance. Yeah, and hopefully we'll get that chance, right? So, yeah, go out and vote and uh, and uh, vote for what's going to better your community and and not just simply because you're a certain party. Yes, sir. So, you folks have a good rest of the week. I hope you enjoyed our uh, shows in the last couple of weeks as well. And uh, the numbers are showing that you are. So, thank you. And uh, until next time, guys, stay tuned. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.